Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and I'm mailing it in. Oh shit! Hey, it's. The I same. mean, I'm mailing it in too. I'm just gonna sit here and drink my Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA and eat my Muddy Buddies oh. Brownie Supreme. Muddy Buddies. And yeah, you, yeah, you never had Muddy Buddies. I don't think I have had Muddy Buddies. They're they're uh, from Chex Mix. They're mm-hmm. fucking awesome, man. <laughs> Are they fucking awesome? Oh yeah, they're fucking. Just delicious. <laughs> Fucking buddy, mu- muddy yeah, it's buddies. Like, uh, muddy buddies, yeah. Okay. Right now, I have the brownie supreme. They have other flavors too. Mm-hmm. But it's just like check mix. Then they just like fill it with chocolate and they coat it with like uh, sh- powdered sugar and oh man, it's just fucking awesome. Are you are you having muddy buddies to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day? No. Why are you saying because they're brownies? Because they're black? Are we trying to say? <laughs> Fucking racist? I don't know. I'm just... Or are you trying to say, like, he's my buddy? Yeah. He's your muddy oh, okay. buddy. God damn it. <laughs> See, I was purposely leaving that part out so it wouldn't go racist. I wanted... And you just Dude, dive right in. Well, at least I love the fact... Uh, hey, man, we're, at least we're not pushing it as far as Trump and his little fucking battle with John Lewis. I was about I, to say, at least we're not calling a man who fucking got his ass beat all the damn time because he was out fucking protesting inequality in America, mm-hmm. saying that he sh- isn't doing shit. <laughs> I, I, all talk, talk, talk. That was one of my favorite fucking it's tweets of like, Are you of kidding his. me? He was... <laughs> Like, how is he all talk? The man literally got his ass beat all the fucking time fighting yeah. for his cause. How is that all talk, you piece of shit? Well, that just goes to show you how uninformed Trump is, how thin-skinned he is, that he has to react. Like, he can't just let it go. Well, I like or the fact c- that <laughs> I saw a thing on it, which I already kind of knew anyway, but they did a side-by-side comparison saying, yeah, well, you know, John Lewis was... You know, getting beat on that bridge. Uh, Trump was working on getting his like third deferment for the military to stay. You know, it's like <laughs> God damn it, man. And it's it's so fucking true. Yeah, you know, he, he was working on that and also uh, trying to help out his dad kick out the blacks and all their uh, uh, all their land that they had. Nah, to be fair, that was later. That was in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't doing it right then. He he waited. You know, a few years before they started doing that, which is one of the things when they're like talking, uh, they're doing the confirmation here. They're asking, you know, um, oh, fuck uh, Ben Carson about, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, you're going to make sure that none of this money, this federal money ends up going into the Trump coffers. 
And I don't think he was getting the point that it's like, I don't think a lot of people even realize this, but that's how Trump's dad made most of his money was on uh, projects yep. and stuff, you know, government housing. I mean, and like you said, and then that's how Trump kind of got his name in the paper the first time was helping his dad discriminate against black people <laughs> getting housing. So, ah, uh, yes. That fucking John Lewis. What a douche. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs> Get off Those your ass of you and do something, don't know who man. John Lewis is, he's a U.S. representative out of Georgia who was yes, pretty instrumental in uh, the affirmative action protests and riots where they, like I said, got <clears throat> their ass it? beat quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, he was, well, he was, any picture you find, like the major picture of like the Selma March or any of that kind of stuff, uh, the March on Washington, D.C. or anything yep. from the Civil Rights era with Martin Luther King, you're probably going to see John Lewis in the picture not too far behind him. Uh, yep. So he was pretty, very instrumental. So, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I mean, I understand how some conservatives will freak because he came out and said that Trump was illegitimate because, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, he is. Oh, I know. I mean, you know, lost he is. the popular vote, and you know, we have clear evidence that Russia kind of helped in aiding it the, the entire time. Well, I, I think it's just one of those things. It's like, as an actual you know person in Congress, you just kind of have to suck it up and go along with it to make a statement like that. I love that he did. I think I it's I said this. You know, the hell of the last couple of shows we've talked about this. I want Democrats to fucking rise up and do. It's just like they come out and they're calling Obama illegitimate because, you know, he, well, he might not have been born in this country, which a lot of those Congress people were saying. I mean, you can go back and look at yep. the records. The Republicans were saying that. So to call him illegitimate to me. And Trump was saying it too. Well, yeah. I mean, at least I'll say the only thing Trump can get away with is, you know, he wasn't a politician at the time. So he could you know, say whatever buffoonery he wanted. But, yeah, I mean, when you got these congressmen actually plugging along, pushing that theory and bullshit, too, it's like, okay, I'm sorry, but that's a million times worse than saying Trump's illegitimate. Because, like you said, at least there's some evidence to show that Trump really isn't the most legitimate president we've ever had, let's be honest. I mean, there are a lot yeah. of concerns. So, But I, I love the fact that he did that. I mean, it's funny because as soon as he said it, and I, I saw that, you know, his name fucking trending on Twitter. And I looked up and saw what he said, because I think it was like last Friday or something, because I was at work when it, he said it. And uh, I immediately tweeted out a thing. I was like, guess who's going to get a shitty tweet, <laughs> you know, tweeted about <laughs> it. Then it took uh, Trump all of the whole next day before he went on a shit storm on him. But yeah, poor John Lewis. I mean... He's just pointing out the fucking facts, man. Can't hate on him for that. But I think it's kind of good, you know, everybody started shitting on Trump for saying that ridiculousness about him. I think there's like 20 Democrats so far that have said they're sitting out the inauguration. I'd like to see them all do it. And I don't see, like, why Hillary's going. She's supposed to be there. I don't get it. I would fucking not show up if I was her. I don't know. It's that whole stupid, you, you got to show the world that we're healing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, nope. it, it's hard to show the world that that's happening when Trump is on a tirade every other day, ripping into some affirmative action hero. <laughs> I think our our president-elect himself is doing enough damage overseas as to the morality within America. Yeah, I, and every day it it's something new.
I did love the um, the whole fucking shitstorm that came down about the Russian information from that dossier. Did you read any of that? I have not had a chance, no. Oh, fucking golden shower gate. <laughs> so oh, I, I, yeah, I heard like the tidbits, but why don't you run me through it? It's so fantastic. Well, okay, because I know people see stuff on Twitter. They'll catch a little bit on the news because the news really didn't report too much because it was so... Um, there's no way that they could really get factual, like go in and say, yes, this is fact for fact for fact. So they just kind of threw the highlights out. Um, where it kind of started was there is an English MI6 agent who put this dossier together. And supposedly what it is, is um, because Russia, you know, wanted Trump to be in office because they have all this blackmail material on him, basically, because he makes tons of trips to Russia. I know he has nothing to do with Putin or nothing to do with the Russians, although he's got tons of business over there and he's been over there several times. And there's fucking old interviews where he talks about how him and Putin fucking get along great and all this other shit. So he's a fucking lying piece of shit. Everybody knows that it's established. So because he's been over there several times, um, and I think anybody knows, you know, Putin's ex-KGB, and they you can't go to a country like that and not expect to be monitored, you know, 100% of the time you're there. So basically what they said is because, you know, he played this whole... I want to be president shit. Um, I mean, he's done it the last couple elections, really. He's kind of played with it. And I guess him going over there, they watched him and had blackmail material on him. So they figure if he gets in office, we've got leverage on him. So this um, ex-British intelligence uh, agent was actually hired by, they say a Republican, they don't say who, but from what I've read... It seems like it was possibly Jeb Bush's campaign that wanted to get dirt on Trump. And so this XMI6 agent started pulling up this information on Trump and his Russian ties. And one of the things they got, the, the most salacious thing about it was he stayed at a Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Russia... Uh, I guess this was, you know, a handful of years ago. I don't know if it was during one of the Miss Universe pageants or some shit like that. And at that point, supposedly, they have video and knowledge of him hiring Russian hookers to go to his hotel room and partake in water sports. <laughs> so... That was the big thing going around because that's, I mean, that's just awesome to think about Trump getting pissed on or something by fucking Russian hookers, right? So <laughs> that was the big stink. And of course, it came from BuzzFeed was the one that leaked the documents. <clears throat> but the thing about it was, I guess these documents or this dossier has been known about from the media and in circles since the summertime. Uh, David Korn, he's a journalist. He's on MSNBC a lot. He actually wrote an article about this. I think he writes for The New Yorker. I might be wrong on that. but And he did an actual article on this back in like June or July saying that there was talk of this dossier being out there and there's some salacious information that the Russians had on Trump, but there's no details at the time. So all this stuff comes to light. I don't know how BuzzFeed got a hold of it, but from what I'm, I've read... The English officer, the intel officer that pulled this dossier together was finding so much stuff 
so much relation and ties with Russia and some really fucked up things that he was actually concerned, especially when Trump started, you know, gained the nomination and started getting some steam that yeah. he got freaked out. And although he was working for uh, an actual Republican um, doing pulling this, you know, fucking work together to go against Trump, he it was only for that reason um, you know, and he wasn't supposed to share it. And of course that got called off, I guess, because, but he said like, there's so much information he kept gathering that he kept digging and digging because it was like freaking him out. Like, Oh my God, this guy could be the president. And there's so much stuff, you know, that's out there that's potentially dangerous, not just for, you know, for the world, basically, you know, with him and Russia. And, um, so at that point he made a decision to turn those files over to the FBI. So our FBI has had that dossier and that information since like late summer. And so there's a lot of consternation there because now it's like, okay, they came out about the, and said, the Hey, Hillary thing. Yeah. But they never brought up the fact that they were doing an investigation on Trump for this. And yep. when all this shit dropped from Buzzfeed, this is where he came out and they started saying, it's all fake news. It's fake news. You can't prove it. Well, there's been no complete confirmation in it, but there's no complete denial of it. And the James Clapper, like the Intel chief in Washington, basically came out and said, hey, we didn't leak this information because Trump was saying, we, you know, I know the fucking Intel community leaked this on me. He's like, we didn't leak it. And he didn't. But the thing is, he never denied the information. He goes, we've got the information and we're looking into it, but we cannot deny the facts of it right now. Like they can't make a judgment on it, which is saying we haven't been able to rule this stuff out. It's still plausible that maybe some of the stuff in here is legitimate. So, yeah. but the thing is, it's like Trump takes over here next week and he's going to clean house on that Intel community and put his own people in. So it's like, are we ever going to really find out the truth? You know? And I don't well, know. Yeah. It'll, like, it'll have, it'll take some like freelance person who really has to do some digging and possibly almost get themselves killed <laughs> to try and get that information. Oh my God. And yeah, the way he's doing the press, I mean, that. First, oh yeah. He's bullying the fuck out of him. I mean, they've already, I mean, like people from his press team, I think his, um, oh, his communication director, or I don't know what his title is, Sean Spicer, basically said that they were kind of looking into like people who are not running factual news, in their opinion, will not be able to come to these pressers when he takes over. So basically they'll weed out all the people they don't want. So it'll just be a room with Fox news and drudge report and Alex Jones in it. <laughs> and then <laughs> nobody else will be allowed at his press conference. Yeah. I mean, they've, uh, they, they haven't made a decision yet. Uh, but apparently like the press conference in the white house, they're talking about moving that mm -hmm. to a separate location outside of the white house. Um, so that means that no press will have eyes on the White House at all. Um, and for those of you that don't quite understand what the impact is, like, well, what, what's the difference moving location and stuff? You know, they'll, they'll call you when there's news. When news is happening and you're within the White House, it's not like they have free reign to run around, but they see a lot that they're able to pass on and communicate. Their offices, like whenever they have the press secretary come out and talk, the offices that those media agents work for is right behind there. So they immediately go from there and 
you know, go about their business. Not only that, but the press secretary's office is right next to that facility. Mm -hmm. So they're able to directly go to him and talk to him when they have any kind of questions or anything's coming up. So it is vitally important that we have media on eyes in the White House. You know, that's important for Americans in the world. So then we kind of have, you know, a no. And knowing how Trump is and how he treats the media and, you know, shutting down that CNN reporter, your fake news, your fake news. (laughs) <laughs> it's like he's he's showing a clear sign of aggression towards people who don't agree with him which means that the information that we're going to get is going to be more propaganda than actual truth hmm. so again like uh you said you know the only people that will be allowed in are a very select group of people that are extremely biased and Actually, a lot of them are fake news themselves, and they've even dabbled with the fact that they're talking about opening up, um, you know, more media to the White House as far as bloggers, um, uh, news talk, and like all, all kinds of like people that you probably don't have the right credentials to be a reporter at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Any anybody it's, who's got that right wing fanatical fucking yeah Yeah. so it's it's a dangerous game that he's playing uh and and i hope that you know i know that the uh, press is fighting back and i I don't know if they've filed a lawsuit or anything because nothing's been like set in stone but they're pushing them hard on the details because they're they're talking about it and they're like well we kind of need to know this stuff and in fact we think it's illegal if you try to do it but you know it will we'll see how it pans out but it's uh it's pretty much what we all fear, folks. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Like I said, when he takes over, he's going to clear house, and I, they're going to cut access, so it's going to be impossible to keep track of all the bullshit that's going on behind the scenes there. And I know that the... Um, I think... I, I know it's bipartisan. They've, they've said now that they are going to do... Um, the Senate's going to have hearings on this... the Russian connection, so to speak, with the election and and Trump but you know they're pushing I know the Democrats are pushing for more information to come out from the intelligence agencies to be made public and also they want these hearings um, you know I know there's going to be some classified information but they want to be able to release um, an unclassified version so they can put as much information so the people could see it because I guess um, Comey did a briefing with um, some of the Congress just a couple days ago, and all the Democrats that went to it were pissed. I don't think it was so much that they feel like I didn't see it come out like they're like, oh my God, we know that this was completely hacked and this is bullshit. It was more like they're all so pissed at Comey. Like this motherfucker knew so much and didn't put anything out. And then they come out with the hit, like you said, the Hillary stuff when they knew there's this potential stuff with Russia, with Trump and they are doing investigations already and they had information in their hands and yet never came out about it. Uh, there's so much frustration there. I think they're, I mean, they're calling for, you know, Comey to step down. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works with those positions. If that's a position when Trump comes in, if he'll replace or not, because I mean, he, hell, he's been shitting on the FBI and CIA. It's like, dude, the FBI helped get you elected. Yeah. Should I was about to say, they Comey's were ass? instrumental yeah, in getting him elected. 
I Especially mean, because, like you said, you know they they showed the Hillary shit when they had nothing, and said literally nothing about Trump, and the investigation that they have ongoing with it. Yeah, it's amazing to me, but it's like who who in their right fucking mind thinks that that's okay? And I think the worst part is they're so we'll never know because. The administration, the Trump administration, the Republicans will never allow any more information to come out than they have to. And even that fucking broad, that Kellyanne Conway, she's, oh my God, she's the worst fucking human. Oh, um, she's awful. It's amazing how so. I mean, I understand her job is to spin things, and I know it's, that means basically lie. <laughs> I get that. I understand spinning. That's all she does. Politics. That is but, her job, lie. But she is just... I mean, it, it's hard. I, I mean, I have to give her credit. The What she does, the word salad that she's able to spit out is amazing. She is the best lying piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, she is so good at doing that job. I got to give her credit, man. But she even came out. And she's like, yeah, you know, well, even after we do this investigation, uh, it's, it's best that we keep all the information secret from this Russian probe and not let it out in the public sphere because, you know, we want to protect the public. Protect us from Fuck what? you, yeah. <laughs> protect us from the fact that we know we have an illegitimate president? Uh, is, that, is that what you're trying to protect us from? Oh, yeah, and I also like all the people that have been coming on, uh, you know, since the Lewis thing and the whole spat, uh, and people, you know, getting on to Trump, and they're like, well, he's provoked. You know, he's being attacked, so he's just defending himself. It's like, mm. well, not not really. You know, they're, they're attacking him because of the shit that he's done. So that's a little bit different. You know, that's like, you know, you, you beat a baby, and somebody comes after you, and you're like, what? why are you trying to attack me? It's like, no, you just beat a fucking child. Like no, you need to get your ass kicked. So I, I can't believe that these people are like trying to play Trump as a victim. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> He's the biggest fucking bully in the room. How the hell is he a victim? I know. Can you imagine That's all he does? Can you imagine if Obama did this shit? Like. When he's constantly being oh called my God. a fucking traitor and a king They would Muslim. immediately do impeachment hearings. They would immediately try to impeach him. <laughs> like, I he can... would be inaugurated, and the next day, impeachment. Oh, uh, funny thing on that. There's, like, um, Vegas, there's betting lines on Trump's impeachment, and right now it's, like, four to one. <laughs> that he'll be impeached. Oh, and also, going back to that, that dossier thing, it, there's like five to one odds that um, pictures will come out of Trump involved in like golden showers or pictures or video wow. of it. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. God damn it. I, I, I mean, yeah, the country's... We're heading in, down a dark path. <laughs> there's no doubt about it, but... I'd almost be worth him getting elected just to see him get impeached because he's fucking having hookers piss on him or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we get Mike Pence then, and yay. <laughs> but every bad thing that's going to happen under Trump will happen under Pence. There's really yeah. no difference. Yeah. True. Yeah. It just. Uh, I mean, maybe- I do think it's funny that like Trump is like he's trying to like appease certain aspects of the nation by like talking to half-assed people that nobody gives a shit about like steve harvey 
<laughs> what was that about? Like he's trying to like win over blacks by talking to Steve Harvey or something. Well, he had F- Floyd Mayweather Jr. there too. Yeah, I and, I did I did Kanye. see. Yeah, I saw, yeah, because those are the leaders. Uh, I did see a meme that I thought was pretty funny. Um, it's actually a quote from Malcolm X, but it has the Steve Harvey, Trump, like, shaking hands picture. Hmm. And it said, the first thing that the white racist does when he comes into power is he takes all the Negro leaders and invites them for coffee. He shows them all that he's right. And the Uncle Toms can't pass up coffee. They come <laughs> away from the coffee table telling you, this man is all right. Hey, Starbucks is delicious, dude. <laughs> but it was like, I, I liked the meme a lot because it was like, eh, yeah, I mean, that's, this is Trump's best way of trying to do it because he can't actually get, like, actual black leaders. <laughs> you know, he's got to get these celebrities <laughs> to yeah. try and, like, win over the blacks in America. It's like, nah, you... You got single digits on blacks and voting. Like, I don't think there's any winning that over, especially with all the bullshit you're pulling and then going after a fucking <laughs> civil rights icon. Yeah, way to go, dude. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I can understand a little bit. Like, I understand how some black people would vote for him because when he came out and he kind of said that thing he goes hey man the democrats have been fighting for you all this time and you had a black president and nothing's really changed for you in these cities i mean i think it's bullshit because i think you really have to dig deep into some of the past and some of the programs put in place and who did them and why some of the situations are the way they are but i understand how that could sway some people where they're like yeah what the fuck do we have to lose you know we've been voting democrat all this time nothing's really changed majorly but I think you also have to look at the source. It's like women voting for Trump or gay people who voted for Trump. It's like you have to look. It's like, dude, look at his vice presidential pick. He hates you if you're gay. I mean, Pence hates gay people. Oh, yeah. He wants you know, to con- he wants you to go through conversion therapy. You know, Trump has showed several times. And I know people point out, oh, he's got women running his company and this and that. It's like, I get it, dude. But overall, his talk about women and how he looks at women and thinks about women is purely in an objective way. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, it's like you said about, like, he'll invite all the black people to, you know, show up to prove that, look, I'm okay, I'm on your side. It's like that. It's like, I'll put a couple women out front as my mouthpiece, like Kellyanne Conway or something, but when you look at his cabinet, it's all white dudes, old white dudes. He got... Mitch McConnell's wife, who's old, Asian. rich white dudes. Yeah, very well on the cabinet. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, he threw in Ben Carson. There's your token black guy, which is all he is. He's like, um, you know, what is he part of? He's like in housing, housing. Or some shit? Yeah, HUD dude. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, what it's the like, fuck does Ben Carson know about that shit? Well, that's the joke. You know, it's like, oh, he he takes the black guy and puts him in charge of the fucking thing that says urban urban in it. You know. <laughs> urban development he saw they goes oh urban black guy um well no ben carson i guess lived in um projects or government housing growing up so that's how he's an expert oh okay all right but i mean he's got him (laughs) like i said mitch mcconnell's wife so she's asian but it's still it's mitch mcconnell's wife 
And then um, that Betsy DeVos, who's a complete fucking whore. I mean, she's uh, going to rape the shit out of the education system. I oh, mean, that's, yeah. that's it. Other than that, you it's You think it's old, bad now, folks. It's going to get really bad. It's old whitey across the board. So, I mean, the dude has shown no diversity in any of his picks so far. Even the people run that he's picked as side people, you know, they're all fucking white guys. I mean, like, you got a couple women he'll throw in, but, of course, they're blonde white women. Kellyanne Conway. They picked that Monica Crowley, who they found out she plagiarized like everything she's ever written, so she had to. Oh step yeah, down. she's stepping down. Yeah, <laughs> including like her thesis. Yeah, so she should lose her, her fucking, fucking degree. Thesis, like holy shit! You've it's, been lying your entire fucking career, you piece of shit. Uh, she's one of these Republicans who like, oh, I, you know, self-made. I pull myself up by my bootstraps. It's like, no, you use other people's. Self-made by <laughs> the bootstraps of other people's work. <laughs> Such a fucking horrible bitch. And, but it's just, it's funny though. I mean, you look at that. I made a joke about that on a uh, fucking Twitter. I was like, oh, I go, so this is what it takes to get kicked out of his fucking thing. Like Mike, you know, General Flynn fucking tweets about conspiracy theories and how hillary is a part of pedophile and all this shit and yeah he gets to keep his job as nasa security advisor monica crowley plagiarizes a bunch of shit and then she has to step aside as like that explains why melania is not allowed in the white house she's staying in new york trump <laughs> trump hates plagiarism plagiarism yep <laughs> i'm like god damn it <laughs> ridiculous yeah i mean if trump really wanted to win over sides first off he'd stop tweeting stupid shit and attacking people. Mm-hmm. Second off, if somebody does have a problem with him, like Lewis, invite him to the table. Have an actual conversation with him. Yeah. Don't that, attack him. Like, you're not happen. winning over anybody. Like, Kanye West is not going to be there whenever you're trying to put a bill through. <laughs> you know? It's like... You, you talk and you know whenever he won he talked about unity and all that stuff and he has shown absolutely the contrary he is not willing to work with anybody besides for himself seems like that's the way he's always been I mean everything so, you read or hear from yep. him oh yeah no no I, this is nothing that I didn't expect and you know I, I knew it you know you, you could just see just by the way he is and how he conducts himself he's a total piece of shit who's so self-centered and up his own ass, he can't see straight. One thing that I'm looking forward to, and I feel bad because, like, we know, like, Brad, for instance, I know he's on, um, he got the um, ACA. <clears throat> yeah. He just jumped on that insurance just this year. And um, I know other people that have taken advantage of it. And I think it's fucked up because, you know, Trump ran on, you know, we're going to repeal and replace it immediately. He said within hours after it's repealed, we'll have a replacement. And he said that we wouldn't touch Social Security and Medicare and all this other stuff. It would stay as it is. And, I mean, I think anybody who had any fucking sense would have known that, well, we know how the Republicans are in Congress. And those are things that they, they want to kill the safety net in this country. They've hated it ever since FDR and... um and LBJ oh, yeah. passed those programs. They've been yep. trying to fucking they, destroy them. They have been trying to destroy the New Deal forever. And I think the thing with Trump is he goes, he's so fucking easy to talk into shit. And I just see with Pence up his ass, he's going to get all this stuff done. I mean, I love how the the Senate and the House, they've already voted to basically repeal um, Obamacare. 
Yep. I mean, that's already been done. It's going to be sitting there waiting on his desk the day he t- he he takes office. With absolutely no replacement whatsoever. So what yep. the hell happens between whenever they decide to do whatever the fuck they're going to do, and then who the hell knows? I uh, guess you're going to have to spend a shitload of money for all your medications and everything that you have, folks, well, because that's what we fucking have. Like I when was you saying, make, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say. I mean, whenever you make healthcare for profit and you unshackle the chains from piece of shit corporations, all they're going to do is ramrod the little guy. That's just corporate America. That that's why we have regulations in place. That's why we try to make them bend to the will that's better for the people. Because without it, like they talk about, you know, oh, well, the markets will adjust, adjust and all that stuff. And, you know, it'll balance itself out. It's like, well, when you're going through chemotherapy and there's only a select amount of medications that you can actually take. Yeah, they can pretty much charge you whatever the fuck they want to. And you just have to pay it or die. I think it's kind of funny because I've been reading things where people and some of these really conservative areas who always vote Republican for God knows what reason um, are kind of in panic mode a little bit because I, I think I mentioned it the last time or something like states like Kentucky and Arkansas and these some of these places have some of the highest rate of people who have health insurance now because of the ACA and um, it's and they're kind of going in the panic mode like, hey, you guys said you weren't going to do this. You said that you would replace it. You know, it's like, oh, you trusted the Republicans. Okay, well, good for you. Pat you on the head and send you on your way. And um, I mean, I'm I am so fucking at this point. I'm so fed up with these people. Like I said, anybody who was on uh, Obamacare or needed it and or even the Medicaid, because a lot of people I think this is the thing. I've And I've argued with people about this when you say, hey, it's covered over 20 million people and they're like that's bullshit the numbers only like 11 million i'm like you're taking people who have actually enrolled in the aca i go but what you don't take into account is the additional people who now have health insurance because of the you know letting your child up to 26 rule stay on that's that's millions of people and then the medicaid expansion which took poverty level and added like you know a certain percentage on top of it so if you're within that then you qualify for medicaid i said that covers millions of people when you total everybody up who now has insurance because of that program because of the language in it you're talking about 20 million people and when you think there's 330 million people in this country because who the fuck really knows but that's about the number that we're getting out of the census we'll go with that think about 20 million out of 330 it's a big chunk it's huge and these people whining about now i'm like every motherfucker that was on that shit whether it be the medicaid expansion the aca staying on it because of their parents you voted for this motherfucker i hope to god everyone loses their fucking they lose that insurance i hope they all get fucking cancer I hope they all fucking die horrible deaths because this is what they get because <laughs> because those fucking people took away, you know, medication and it's like this. You see these kids and I've seen these parents where you see a lot of these stories, especially now, because this is becoming a reality real fast where they're talking about, you know, this saved my child's life because my child had this 
condition when they're born or they developed this cancer you know the insurance companies wouldn't cover us and you know of course they took away the caps on lifetime caps which was killing a lot of people because if you have major cancer treatments you could burn through that lifetime cap immediately and then you're fucked you know and so i'm like every one of these pieces shit that voted for these assholes to get in knowing exactly what they're going to do and then they watched this healthcare go away. And then these children and these poor families who rely on that, that lose their health care, you know, and they have to fight through sicknesses. And some of their children, some of these people are going to die now. They're, I mean, they say that I think without health insurance, this coverage taken away, you're going to have like 32, 36. It's in that area, like thousand more deaths that will occur every year because they don't have this insurance now. So... It's like, you live in one of these fucking states, you knew it was going to happen, you voted for these fucking people, and then they take it away. Every year, Mr. fucking pro-life, you know, anti-abortion and all this other shit, <laughs> you, you've just caused the death of about 30,000 people, and I guarantee a lot of them are going to be younger fucking people, kids with cancer and things like that, that their parents have to sit back and watch them fucking die because they can't be covered now. So I wish nothing but the fucking worst for those people. So I, I just don't give a shit. I'm so fed up with America and the people in it and the stupidity. Like I said, I don't. I know Hillary is not the best candidate. I wasn't a big backer, but she wouldn't have fucking done this, you know. And even if she got in there and she got nothing done, like I said, for four years, it was just investigation after investigation and it bogged everything down. That's four years where Republicans aren't destroying our country. So it's still a win. This is a, it's tragic, I think, but it's going to happen. So get ready for it, motherfuckers, because that bill will be all but dead. Probably. I, I mean, like I said, it's going to be waiting on Trump's desk when he gets there. So I imagine, you know, if he feels like if he wants to sign it, by yeah. next I mean, fucking Monday. There are certainly a lot of uh, protests, and I know that there's protests that are um, going to be done, you know, the next day after the inauguration um, of people pretty much trying to say to him, like, do not repeal this. You know, and, and, and if you do, like, have something as a replacement, something that's like it or better to replace it. Because otherwise, you know, you're just leaving people high and dry. And like you said, people will literally die because of it. It's funny, speaking of those protests, because, I mean, when Obama got um, elected, the inauguration, like the amount of people they had there was ridiculous. I mean, it's by far away. insane. More people than they've ever had. I mean, yeah, I remember seeing that crowd. It was fucking huge. So crazy. Um, of course, Trump, you know, I guess he thinks he's going to have a crowd like that. And I wouldn't count on it, Holmes. But he, uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. They're talking about a lot of these groups that go to these things. They they have to get, like, uh, permits because they'll take buses downtown to get permits for buses. And they said for, like, the day of the inauguration, they had only issued, like, 200 bus permits. But for the day after, when they're having like that women's march, and like you said, all these groups are going to be down there protesting, they've had over 1,200 permits requested. <laughs> so if that tells you anything, you know, I yeah. I hope to God that He's, he gets half the crowd of Obama. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's crazy. It's fucking insane. Like, he's walking into a presidency with a 40% favorability. <laughs> How's it that high? Who? Well, yeah, how's it that high? But what fucking president has walked into their presidency with only 40%? Has I that ever happened? No, it's this is by far and away. Since they've done these uh, polls, <laughs> like, it's what the, the lowest. Hell? For, okay, That's... for example, Obama, when he walked in, when he got elected the very first time, I think his approval rating was like 68 or 69%. Yeah. So, in comparison, so if that tells you anything. But yeah, I, I've seen numbers in the 30s on that too. So who knows? I it's this fucking thing. I I still I don't think he's going to be able to finish the four years out. I just hope that before he gets impeached or someone takes a shot at him or something, which that would be terrible. God forbid. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> but if something like That's that some happened, sarcasm you know, there. And he didn't make it through his four years. I, uh, you know, I just hope that let's just not get into a war. Let's not start a fucking war with China or somebody else. Can we just get through a few months of him and hopefully he bows out and let's just let Pence fucking destroy the country because maybe we can repair the damage, you know. God damn it. I can't the, believe- I mean, the problem is, is that it, it's... It's going to happen. With the way that he postures and the way that he aggresses, he's going to piss off somebody. Because it really doesn't, when it comes to people that do not like us, it doesn't take much. Oh my God, tell me about it. It doesn't take much at all. Um, and I mean, you, you can see that throughout history. You look at everything and it's just like, uh, you look at you know uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like that, we were so fucking close to all out nuclear warfare. And it was really just a lot of bad ideas from men in power trying to posture, you know? So Gorbachev, like, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to put in nukes to actually attack America. That was not his intention. His intention was to put up nukes as a front and defense line in Cuba because we had nukes in Turkey. It's uh, aimed at him. Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Sorry, (laughs) Khrushchev. Thanks for that. Um, But, you know, to us, it looks like, holy shit, they're going on the offensive. So then it's like we have to play this little mind game of trying to like posture ourselves as, you know, we're we're the powerhouse, we're the front line. And you know, you have Kennedy who's sitting there trying to like rear back the the dog of the fucking military to not do something fucking insanely stupid, which mm-hmm. they did several times, which also goes to show you that Russia was not really trying to go on the offensive because they had a lot of patience mm-hmm. when it came to the stupid shit that our fucking military did. But I mean, it was all just a bunch of fucking stupid posturing. It doesn't take much people. It does not take much when you have people that are at odds with us that do not like us to fucking say, yeah, all right. Yeah. That's the way they want to play it. Let's play. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then, Trump has shown it time and time again that he does not understand that. He has not learned the lessons of history. He probably doesn't even know the history. You know, you, you look at the way he's tweeted about nukes and how we need to up our armament and all this other shit. And it's like, d- why are you talking about nukes on Twitter, you fucking moron? Why well, the fuck are you talking about fucking nukes? Not only that, but in an aggressive way. Yeah. Like, fuck off with that talk but even during the campaign there was times where you know he would make comments about well why do we have nukes if we wouldn't use them and this and that i mean it's like he seems very cavalier with the whole nuclear thing which it's like it's like you said i don't think he gets the nuance of what how little it takes to spark something and i mean north korea is constantly working on you know, they're long range missiles and doing test fires and they're and then of course with the Chinese, not just the Taiwan phone call, I mean that's a minor thing. But the China Sea, they've got a lot of islands, man made islands China's been making. And they made a statement a while back saying, Hey, we wouldn't militarize these, we won't put weaponry on them, which they're doing now, <laughs> which our government knows about. Which is one of those things where it's like it's a small thing. But when Tillerson was doing his Secretary of State confirmation, he made comments about not allowing China to do whatever they want in the sea. It's like, well, that's their jurisdiction, so we really can't tell them what to do and what not to do. And China kind of fired back and was like, hey, motherfuckers, you don't tell us what to do. I mean, it pissed them off. He's already said things about China, and this Tillerson thing could be a disaster too because Russia and China kind of bat heads a little bit. And if you want to go in full on with being Russia's buddy, um, and this is a point <laughs> I want to make, I think there's a reason why the people and Trump's little fucking cabal in Russia get along so well, they want to kind of reform this little superpower pact between the two of us. And I try to make this point to my wife. Because a lot of stuff that's going on, and man, I'm really going to get on, I don't want to get on a rant, so I'll shorten this up, but um, if you look at what's going on right now, like, let's just take this country, Trump got elected partially on racism and this nationalism thing, get the Muslims out, let's kick out the yep. brown people, let's build a wall. Um, you look at the European countries, taking in all these refugees, they're having a lot of trouble, and now you see nationalism and this right-wing side kind of rising up over there in France, Germany, England, different things like that, and a lot of it's dealing with you know nationalism. It's like I told my wife, <clears throat> if you look at it, every time there's problems in the world, especially most of them are Middle East, Africa, you know, the brown countries. That, I mean, just not trying to be racist, it's just say it like that, but who are the people that go in and try and help? It's not the Asians, it's always the white countries. We allow refugees into our countries. We try to send medicine and fortifications and do stuff. It's not Spanish countries or Hispanic countries. It's not Asian countries. It's the white countries. We do this. And I think you look at Russia. Russia doesn't do that. Russia is a white country. They don't let fucking people in. And I think you're seeing a lot of these right-wingers like kissing Russia's ass now. Now Russia's great because I think it's that same mindset. They're like, look at Russia. Russia doesn't fucking take in refugees. Russia doesn't help these other fucking people out. Fuck them. Let them help themselves. I think a lot of these Americans over here that are on the Trump bandwagon and love Russia so much right now see that and they're like, we need a white nation fucking cabal to get together. We need to work together. Because 
China doesn't let in refugees and stuff. You know, you don't see these other Asian countries letting in these refugees from Afghanistan and Syria. They keep their people to themselves. They keep pure. Why can't we do that? And I think there's a little bit of that going on, too. Now, this is my opinion. This is what I think. (laughs) But I think there's something to that. I might be completely wrong, but I think there might be something to that. But I might just be an idiot, too. I I think you're giving... uh the idiots who voted for Trump too much credit that they would think that far. Oh no, no. Okay. Hold on. When I say the people who voted for him, I think that some of the really extreme right wingers who voted for him, like the KKK people come out and they're like, yeah, Trump, white nationalists, those people, everyday moron yokel from Alabama. No, but the people within his administration, like the Steve Bannons and those people of that ilk that are very Russia friendly. I think they think that way. That's what I'm kind of saying. Like the administration, the people within his administration, high level, That's, I think they think that way. It's possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I could, I, I might just be full of shit. I'm just saying to me, it, it's feasible because they're really backing. Uh, I can't think of the broad's name, Le Pen or something. The French uh, woman running for president. She's very right wing, anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant. Um, they're backing the people like in, in England right now who are very anti immigrant anti-muslim i see i mean this administration and the people within it seem to be backing those types and like i said russia is very anti-gay anti-immigrant anti-muslim there that's russia i mean if people don't know that is russia you can they'll put your ass to death for being gay in russia just like they or throw you in jail and fucking mistreat you just like these fucking middle eastern countries do the same thing you know russia is no different russia is a fucking cesspool for awfulness (laughs) awfulness <laughs> so you know I, I just think that there there could be some of that thinking um in that administration so it's it's a scary thought you know like i said you know if you're brown you're gay in this country and you voted for that i don't know what you're thinking i think you're fucking up but <laughs> teach his own i guess uh yeah i mean i i can i i can see that a little bit i what i don't what i don't understand for the life of me is why people think that kicking Muslims out of your country is somehow going to make it better or treating them like dirt. Like the only thing you're doing by acting that way and having that crazy radical fear is you're feeding into what the terrorists are selling. Like, there's a reason why there are people within Europe, within the United States, that are getting radicalized by these groups. And the reason is, is because they feel alienated. They don't feel like they're at home. And they feel like they're belittled within their own country. And the radicalists are sitting there saying, hey, guess what? They're belittling you. They're doing all this. We won't do that to you. You're feeding into it. You know, you're just letting them win more by doing that. When you know, it's it's just like whenever 9-11 happened, you know, we reacted exactly the way that they wanted us to react. Mm-hmm. By going in, fucking shit up, and then going after a country that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and completely destabilizing everything there. 
just leading to more radicalism. Like, we fed into it. This whole notion of fear and rejection, it's a bad fucking thing. We, we got to learn to kind of realize that, I mean, yeah, I, I agree, you know, I think the Muslim faith is really fucked up. But guess what? I also think Christianity is really fucked up. So there's no difference as far as that. I think all religions in their own right are kind of fucking messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, B- Buddhists are a little bit better, but there's still not great Buddhists out there. There are Buddhists that are pieces of shit. So, you know, with there's always pieces of shit no matter what you do. Um, but, you know, it, I, I don't necessarily have a Muslim friend. But if I did, you know, I wouldn't really think twice about it. I wouldn't fucking reject them just because they're Muslim, just like I don't reject my Christian friends. You know, do I agree with them? Hell no. But if they sit there and condone, you know, like my Christian friends condone bashing of a homosexual just because of their lifestyle, I'm going to fucking object to it. If I had a Muslim friend and they were talking about how a woman needs to be stoned to death because she's showing her face in public, I don't fucking agree with that. Like you can you can be objective and inclusive. It is possible. It's just a matter of helping people understand that other people do different things and you cannot and should not bend people to the will of your religion. That doesn't work. It works for a little bit, but eventually people get pissed off enough to where they fucking stamp it out. And none of it matters because we're all going to (laughs) die. And we're all fucked anyway, and Trump is going to get us into a nuclear war. Our end are now. We're all going to die, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Oh, one last note. I just wanted what? to say to anybody listening who is um, a football fan, everybody, please, let's uh, root against the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Goddamn Green Bay. Fuck them. Took out my Cowboys. I mean, uh, they did get a lot of help from the refs. You got to you gotta admit that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a, yeah, there's a few bad calls, uh, missed calls on both sides. I'm not going to fucking say there was or wasn't i well okay yeah there were like two calls that the cowboys didn't get called on um but there were two of the green bay touchdowns where you can clearly point out holding yeah they never called it i saw that quite a bit there's a lot of holding going on that offensive line for green bay never fucking called it like the commentators are fucking sucking the dick of that o-line it's like they're holding them every goddamn play like, what do you expect to happen? I'm just going to yeah, say Rogers this. Yeah, Rodgers has all day long. These goddamn other teams in NFC better fucking recognize because the Cowboys, they need about maybe three or four defensive players. And I think with the draft and free agency, if they could pick up, I mean, literally, man, they're about three players away, and then that fucking team is Super Bowl ready next year. I, I got to say, man, I am so impressed with Prescott, his first playoff game, the way he played. I mean, he played just as well as Rodgers did. Um, Given I mean, what he had, yeah. I mean, numbers-wise and stuff, he compared 
right up there with Rodgers. So, oh yeah, but, I mean he, the way that he led them back to tie the game and stuff. I mean, yeah, it was fucking incredible. But I'm gonna and, say, you know, right out of the gate, our defense did not help us out one bit. Granted, terrible. definitely terrible. There were a lot of penalties that the Packers weren't called on. So, but still. Yeah, but I, I like uh, I have hope for the future. The first time ever for my Dallas Cowboys, you <laughs> motherfucker. It's been a long time since I've felt fucking hope for them. Um, I'm just gonna go and throw it out now, man. I think uh, after watching all those games this weekend and seeing a couple during the regular season, I think uh, your Atlanta Falcons may be your Super Bowl champion. I am. I, my, I hope. I I mean I'm not really rooting for them. I just hope that they beat the shit out of Green Bay. I think they will. I just I, I hope that it's not just like uh, I don't even want it to be a good game. I just nah. want them to embarrass the fuck out of them. I love Dak, but Matt Ryan at this point in his career is a better quarterback. Julio Jones is a better receiver than Des Bryant, and their defense is definitely a notch above ours. So I see them beating Green Bay by about fourteen. Because Green Bay is so beat up in the secondary, Matt Ryan is gonna throw for three hundred and fifty fucking yards against them at least. So and they're not going to march down the field three the first three possessions and score touchdowns like they did on Dallas. So it's a good run for Green Bay, but I think it's going to end. <clears throat> and I like Pittsburgh over New England after watching both those games. That really? Run, yeah, dude. Le'Veon Bell is in fucking they didn't insane score right a now. Touchdown. It doesn't matter, dude. The conditions are so shitty. In Kansas City, and Kansas City's defense is a top fucking five defense. Um, I, I like Pittsburgh. I like. I don't like them. I hate them. I hate fucking New England. But I like. I, I'm looking at uh, Atlanta Pittsburgh Super Bowl. I uh, see. I was thinking uh, Patriots Falcons. So, and I'm I'm rooting That's for the Fal- I'm, I'm rooting for the Falcons now. I'm rooting for Matty Ice. goddammit. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's that's all you guys get, even though it's weeks away. I'm fucking already putting it out there. I, I got that much confidence. Right. <laughs> Until we come in next week and it's fucking New England and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Fuck. And it's I hope New England beats the shit out of Green Bay. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough one then. At that point, I'm probably going to have to root for Green Bay because I fucking think I hate New England more. Nah, I definitely hate Green Bay more. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a tough one, pal. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. You know why? Because we're all going to die. It's true. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be lucky if we get to the Super Bowl. Nah, we'll make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl's guaranteed. I'm predicting we will make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, about that. Come, come like March or April. I don't know. Things get a little tricky then. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. impe- impeachment hearings are going on by then. So, so really, as far as sports, the only thing that I can hope is that the stars pull their heads out their asses and start making <sighs> some shit happen. Yeah, I think I've, uh, I think I've given up on the stars this year, pal. No, uh, I, I think they get the right players back. They, they might be back in action. I mean, our goaltending is shit. It's uh, but uh, it ain't looking good. I know, ain't looking good. Wait, I don't know why we can't get a good fucking goaltender to save our goddamn lives. Hey, Ben Bishop's gonna be out there this year. He's a free agent. 
yeah, we we need to we need to make some moves because I mean, we have the young team as long as they can stay healthy, but goddamn, our goaltending is ugh, so gross. See, you guys have to respect the fact that we waited to the end to talk about Dallas sports talk. <laughs> can't be pissed if I can save yeah. it for the very end of the show. All right, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking furious. I got a goddamn imbecile becoming a president on Friday, and my Cowboys are out of the playoffs. Got uh, nothing. I got nothing to live for now. Just right. go ahead and drop those. Nukes. Uh, did get me a, did get me a pair of hockey skates. Oh. So, yeah, I'm going full fledged, man. You fucking got up to the Great White North. Be a Northerner before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna join an instructional so, league yeah. or something? I'll uh, well, in my best friend's uh, neighborhood, they they don't really have a league, but they just kind of play. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna try. Um. I I already told him. I was like, I'm gonna be shitty as shit. I'm fucking falling on my ass all over the place, and yeah, I'm. I never Possibly did, hurting myself. I never did ice skating, but <clears throat> kind of nearby where I live, they have an outdoor rink. So I used to do inline. I'd go up and play on the weekends yeah. with people and stuff. And uh, yeah, man, I wasn't too bad. I mean, after you get comfortable on the skates, I'll tell you right now, skating by yourself is a little tricky. But when you put the stick in your hand, it just it kind of balances you out. Like it'll take yeah. if you're focused on your stick and stuff and work it'll you'll skate better like I, I always did when i had the stick in my hand it improved the hell out of my skating because i'm not thinking about just skating true so, so yeah you get the little but practice going man well inline skating i'd fucking dominate because i rollerbladed for a long time so yeah. that that would be like second hand to me it's um, not any different the way you move like back skating and everything it's the exact same as doing inline yeah it's the same you're the using only the only thing that I have a little bit is like stopping. That's very different. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, I got to get, I got to get used to the, how to stop. But again, like I said, you know, when you put the stick in your hand stuff, it, it will be, it'll make it easier. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll be fine. I mean, if you break a leg or something, you'll still be able to do the show. <laughs> so you'll be okay. I'll, I'll let everybody know, uh, how it goes. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're a First cage. On the ice. You, you bust your fucking jaw up and you get a wired shot, then you're no good to us. I'll so, go get a GoPro camera and put it on my helmet so then everybody can watch me fall on my ass. God damn it, that'd be great. I'll I'll Facebook live it. Okay, do that. <laughs> 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 oh, I shit. won't do that, but Alrighty folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Another another wonderfully uplifting episode. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I want everybody to, just... to go home and piss on your wife tonight. We need to just have like one positive show, just one. <laughs> eh, whatever. Just, just one. Um, check out our uh, Canadian brethren at Podblocked. Yeah, sure. Uh, check out Brad's shows. Yeah, why not? At the Digital Frustrations Network. Network. <laughs> His shows are Digital Frustrations. On the mm-hmm. Digital Frustrations Network. Mm-hmm. And Andy and the Brad Bradtastic Voyage. It's I'm pretty sure one, they're man. all I'm pretty sure they're all sucking the dick of the Nintendo Switch when that console looks like balls. <laughs> Straight balls. Oh my god, did you see that? I don't know if you saw that. Nah. I didn't see it. So do you know anything about it? 
I have no fucking clue. Okay, so it's basically a tablet mm-hmm. that has, they call them Joy-Cons. It's okay. their little joysticks that uh, slide in on either end of the tablet. And then it's got a dock that you can plug up to a TV, right? Okay. And it's uh, 300 bucks at launch. It launches in March. Um, the launch, I think it has like maybe seven games. Hmm. And only like two of them are new. Or no, three of them are new. Sorry. <laughs> the rest of them are all like, you know, hand-me-downs or like updated version of games that have already been out for like five, seven years. Uh, <laughs> um, it's mobile battery life. They say it's two to six hours. That's a huge fucking range. Um, mm-hmm. So to like give you an example, they said that the uh, new Zelda game, which does look pretty good, I'll give them that. Um, the new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, will run like for three hours. So the battery life is shit. <laughs> um, and then it comes with 32 gigs of storage, which is fucking hilarious. Like that is <laughs> pathetically low. Um, and of course, everybody's like, oh, well, you can upgrade it. It's like, yeah, that's another fucking thing you have to buy on top uh-huh. of the $300 piece of shit console that you're getting. <laughs> um, the games, because the hard drive is so fucking tiny and shitty, you're going to have to get the physical game, which are these tiny little almost SD cards that you're guaranteed to fucking lose. And then the the whole premise of it is that, you know, you can play multiplayer remotely and stuff. So you can, like, take the little Joy-Cons off the sides and, like, hand one to your buddy. But they're, like, they're the size of, like, a pocket rocket. <laughs> they're fucking tiny as shit. Like, there's no way a grown fucking man is going to be sitting there with this goddamn little piece of shit dildo <laughs> in their hand trying to play a fucking game on this tiny-ass little 720p screen. Like, holy shit. And the press conference was fucking ridiculous. Nintendo is so fucking out of touch with what fucking gamers want. They actually spent time going through, so they have like this uh, HD rumble, heptic feedback on their Mm Joy-Cons. And they went through the time to demonstrate that you can feel like it's a glass and there's one cube of ice in the glass. And you can actually tell the difference when there's two cubes of ice in the glass. What the fuck are you talking about? Are you trying to sell me a fucking game? There's so much angst. Drinking... What I'm pissed about is that (laughs) Nintendo won't give me what I fucking want. And what I fucking want is Zelda, Metroid, Mario, Mm -hmm. and all of their games on a console that actually runs fucking good and doesn't run like shit and doesn't have all these stupid fucking gimmicks, cost $300 when it's only going to have 10 games that I ever want to play in the seven-year lifespan it has. 
I just wish they would die as a fucking <laughs> hardware company and just start doing software for fuck's sake. Jeez. Okay. Well, if <laughs> if you want to respond to Eric's angst, be sure to go <laughs> go visit us on Facebook or on Twitter. So Intel Savings. God. I say this on my other show too. Oh, by the way, check out the Utterly Pointless podcast. I was, I was on, gonna fucking promote it on the Intellectual Saviors Network. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't have faith in me. No, I was just gonna say, but I say this on that show all the time. Say, please go to iTunes and uh, rate and leave comments and talk and tell Eric why you think that the new Nintendo system is gonna be kick ass. <laughs> yeah, please try to explain it to me. <laughs> Put that because I you, don't fucking see it. Yeah, you can do it on our Facebook, but. You know, if you're on iTunes, just throw it on there too. Fuck it. And rate us <laughs> pieces of shit. Yeah. All the. I don't even know if we have Nintendo fanboys that listen to us. So Man, we probably won't not. get negative reviews from it. Just just ex fucking people that were on the show, like Brad. I was about to say, yeah, if Brad listens. He might get pissed off. <laughs> I don't know what his thoughts are on it, but I, I think it's poop. Straight poop. Eh, who cares? Go listen to his fucking show if you want to know. We don't know. We shouldn't you know, listen to it. <laughs> the fuck I tell you. God damn, man, I'm burning now. I should start listening to him. It's just hard, man. Because the it problem is, is like, so I'm in, uh, well, I'm in my van a lot of the day. But the problem is I'm in my yeah. van for only like, his you know, up van. to 20 minutes. They drive by schools then? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, do I really want to sit there and listen to a podcast for 10 minutes and then have mm-hmm. to turn it off and go to work yep. and then come back and then listen to the podcast for another 10 minutes and then stop and then go to work? Like, I'd rather just listen to it consecutively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The problem is I just don't have the time, so. Man, it's a real pisser. You know, it's a pisser, bro. I'm a man that's in the media that doesn't consume the media. <sighs> I know. Don't listen to my show. Don't listen to Brad's show. Just fucking shit all over your fucking buddies. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't mean to be an asshole and not give you views, but, you know. It's cool, man. That's just the way it it fucking is. It's not like back in the day when I, you know, at the end of the shift at the restaurant, I can sit in the office for, you know, a good hour or two and fucking just blow it on listening to podcasts and fucking doing my spreadsheets and all the other bullshit that I had to do then. All right, people listening, don't don't be like fucking so. Eric and give up on us. We need you. We need what? you now more than ever. Oh, oh yeah, as far as listening, yes. Yeah, we're Continue the resistance against Trump <laughs> and his minions. Vive la resistance. <laughs> la resistance. Oh. <laughs> I'm not fucking folks. done with these Have assholes. Even though it's going to suck in four days. Yeah, President Trump. Woo! One, three, two, We're so one. far.